Episode 33 of Bobcast. Neil and Mike back for another week, whether you like it or not. God damn it. Shake your fist harder, boy. <laughs> How's you things? Doing, eh, you know, it's pissing rain right now. Yes. So Yeah, you, you gave me the warning that this this episode may or may not see the light of day, depending on if your power decides to stay on or yeah, we got some, some thunder and lightning happening in my neck of the woods. And don't get me wrong, we need it. It's yes. been dry as a popcorn fart here so far this spring. So, popcorn fart. Yeah. Have I've you not heard, heard that, that phrase before? No, never. Oh, yeah, dry as a popcorn fart. What's a popcorn so, fart? Okay, imagine a piece of popcorn. Yeah. Farting. Okay. Sawdust. Pretty much. <laughs> Dry as a popcorn fart around here. We've had next to no precipitation, so we need this. Yeah. Um, so it is welcome. Yeah. But there's a very good chance that it could put a little bit, pardon the pun, of a damper on things. Oh. Which is, I know. Uh, it's a bit of a shame, too, because we're, like, a little bit ahead of you guys in terms of, say, the reopening of things. Yes. Um, we opened... We reopened a little bit ago um, yep. in our phase one. You guys are reopening, I think, tomorrow. Like, as of, like, midnight tonight, you're in phase one. Yeah, in less than two hours. Um, and the, fun, the, the funniest thing, and, like, I still, sorry for cutting you off. I, I, I still subscribe to the Toronto subreddit. Yeah, yeah. Just because I like to see what's going on in the city and stuff like that. Oh, of course. Bars are having patio parties starting at 12.01 tonight. Oh God! And like, fucking bravo! I uh, like uh, this is what everyone has been waiting for. And like, how cool would it be to say like I got to go to like the first bar opening after we got to go into stage one? I mean, I'll be honest. I'm I'm very hesitant about the whole reopening in general. Now, as luck would have it, we had to go to a store here to grab some things that is not located anywhere else but one of the malls in saskatoon okay um and as luck would have it i swear like lego store oh my god it was ridiculous like just rammed it was the lineup was stupid (laughs) it's funny you say that so i'm not done Oh, okay. oh, they were lined up for blocks. For fuck you, <laughs> you piece of shit, you piece of shit. I was even. I'm still gonna tell you something that is relevant to that uh, joke. Oh, <laughs> uh, there's no Lego store in Saskatoon. I just set it up. Uh, kidding aside, I mean, we did have to go to a store yep. in a mall that's yep. not located anywhere else. Yeah. Um, the malls are still very empty. Yep. There's arrows. Um, people are pretty good about following the directions. Mm-hmm. Um, spacing, all that. Some of the stores have like the snake style lineups, like you see at yep. Disney. Yep. Um, some you would expect. And unfortunately, that's a bit of a sad commentary as, on us as a society. Yep. <laughs> like uh, Bath and Body Works. I was just gonna say that. Yeah, 
notorious lines, man. Notorious oh my god, lines. people want their fucking like three for five dollar soaps type thing. Like, yeah. Oh my god, the three wick candles are on sale. <laughs> Fuck. That was the one store that came to mind when I like when I because I've only I've gone to the mall a few times during the pandemic, and not that I have I have the the Lindsay Mall, yeah, uh, just north of me here, and then the biggest mall outside of that would be like the Oshawa Center, which is yeah. Oshawa. Um, I don't know why you gave me jazz hands then, but I appreciate it. Oshawa. <laughs> um, but it, you know, it's a decent mall, but like, I, <laughs> I can like, I, I vividly remember like walking down one of the, one of the, the corridors and seeing a line and thinking like, well, I don't know what store that is. And then lo and behold, Bath Body Works. It's just ridiculous. Crazy. Like I'm, I'm just trying to think the mall that we had to go to where else had lineups and there was a lineup set up for Lush. There was a lineup set up for Bath and Body Works. And I want to say that there was one set up for Victoria's Secret. Interesting. Um, And I think there was was one set up for Le Chateau up on the top floor of the mall, but only because they had like a closing out sale. Got it. They're shutting her down. So... Well, it all depends too on like how big the store is and like how many people you can physically or like comfortably yeah put in there because like some of those stores in the mall like I'm thinking like International Clothiers for example like oh god I haven't been into your, one of those for years buy your ninety nine dollar suits which oh, I hell yeah I, I am I'm mad enough to say I've bought many suits from there I am not uh, ashamed to admit that I've owned a couple of those no like in my mid to late twenties when I was like going traveling more and stuff like that i didn't have a lot of money so hell yeah at a decent like nothing fantastic but a decent decent is relative but yes you could get a suit for 99 bucks um but you think of walking into those stores and like there's no aisle ways like in those stores it's just racks and racks and racks of racks on racks on racks shiny shirts and like shiny ties oh the ties (laughs) oh the ties were really shiny they almost look slippery. Yeah. That's how shiny they were. Yeah. Oh, they were so bad. Yeah, they really oh. were. What are some others like? I like when I think of stores like that. I don't even have like a negative thought about them. It's just like oh, that's no. your stereotypical mall store, and I like San Francisco. Made... San Francisco. Did you not have a San Francisco no, in the mall? No. Oh, there's going to be a, some of the listeners are probably going to be familiar with this. It's kind of like what Spencer's is. Okay. Like Spencer Gifts. Yeah. But shittier. We had the It Store. Oh, we had the It Store in Newfoundland okay. too. So same it idea. Store bad. It Store yeah. was basically Spencer's. Yeah. So It Store is equivalent to Spencer's, I would say, say okay. in terms of like the quality of the goods. Sure. So imagine that, but like 75% shittier. And that's what you were getting at San Francisco. Mm. So you'd get your shirts, but they were garbage quality and not as cool as what you'd get at, say, Spencer's or the It Store. You'd get your like lewd mugs. Like, you know, you'd get your mug that was shaped like a boob. Yep. Or something like that, right? You know, yeah, exactly. Or, you know, something like that. And you get some like weed paraphernalia. 
like sure. you know like a, you know a lava lamp or you know some type of bob marley type thing or whatever of course or some like plastic like helmet foam dome type deal yeah but that's about it like it really was a shit store like but they were so synonymous with them all oh my god yeah so like, i like did you guys have like I, i've joked about and i've seen like i know ricky jokes about this and a few other a few other folks joke about this on twitter like with like randy river like we, randy river was like <laughs> synonymous with like late 90s mall culture at yeah. least here in ontario there was there was a randy river uh at a couple of the malls in calgary yeah um i can't say i really went in there much but there was a randy river in there yeah um i tend to because i was paying for my own clothes in the in the mid to late 90s because i was working yeah um uh, i tended to stick to the international clothers Mm -hmm. uh because you know their stuff was cheap yeah. And the one in Calgary, you could actually go in and get some jeans. Yeah. So I'd go in there and get some jeans instead of going sure. to Randy River and paying like, you know, a shit ton of money. I I think I only ever owned maybe two pairs of jeans from Randy River and it was those big wide leg ones. Oh like, yeah. Big, like and that's the only reason I bought jeans there. Anytime else, I think my parents bought me jeans, but I like I didn't wear jeans in high school. Sorry, we're going off on so many tangents. Oh no, that's fine. I wore khakis strictly in high school. I wore khakis or I wore like, and not necessarily the brown ones. I wore like black ones. I would wear black ones or tan ones. Yeah. Like, but I wore, like, I wore golf shirts too. Like, I went like fucking preppy. Oh, God. No, no. I did the black khakis, but I did like a t shirt underneath. And then I did the plaid shirts because, you know, it was the nineties. So I had that whole thing going on. Sure. So, sure. and then I had the long hair, like I do now, just not gray. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I had the, the Cuban drug Lord goatee going on. Yes. you do. And I, I swear, I will show you a picture. My grade 12 grad picture. I look cause I work construction that summer in between grade 11 and 12. And I got a ridiculous tan. I look like a Cuban drug lord. Did you have facial hair? Oh, yeah. Like, honestly, nice. my goatee was, like, down to here. It was, like, whew. Oh, nice. Yeah, it was nice. impressive. That was, and I had my hair back in a ponytail, and, yeah, it was a good, it was a good picture for my grade 12 year. So, are you going, like, is this where, like, our individual fashions become secular? Is that the right word to say? Like, I get it, cycles? yeah. Yep. Hmm. I don't it's know a little bit of a rebellious phase for me right now. <laughs> I think it's because, you know, I'm working at home. It's the first time in years I don't have to worry about, you know, the whole keeping up appearances thing. Yeah. That's right? true. So that's true. I don't think I've, I, I, there's actually only ever been one meeting I've done when I've been at, when I've been since working from home that I've had to like, I wore a dress shirt. But everything, like every other conversation, like this is how I talk to customers today. Because yeah. yeah. it's just like, that's like. And it's wine. been the same for me. Yeah. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah. It's great. It's awesome. <laughs> it's awesome. I wholeheartedly agree. So, so like I said, it's a little bit of a rebellious thing. Um, 
it's kind of funny going back at it now like looking back at like the 99 dollar suit and mall culture yep. and stuff like that yeah did you have a sneaky favorite in the food court at the mall like what was one of those underrated favorites at the food court back in the day for you Mm, that's a good 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 question um i know when i was in college Mm -hmm. and i went to when i went to ryerson university ryerson was like at the next block like a block north of the eaton center so I could go to the Eaton Center for lunch between classes, for example. Yeah. Um, now this isn't '90s; this is 2000s. But I always found A and W as a very sneaky mall choice because they always had one or two burgers that were cheap. So as a as a student, you could get a decent burger, yeah, for a not so expensive price that was better than a McDonald's and cheaper than McDonald's and all that sort of stuff. So I always found A and W was kind of sneaky. '90s specifically. I don't know if this is sneaky, but Miss Vanelli's. Oh yeah, they were good. Yeah, like yeah, their pizza. What their pizza was decent, mall pizza. I guess. Yep. I would put it right up there with Sparrow. Mm-hmm. Like it was good. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, I could you could never go wrong with a muffins. Mm, muffins, yep. Muffins, yep. Um, and there or was Colonel's. Colonel's is still around, and yep. Colonel's still rocks. Mm-hmm. Um, but. I actually worked at a mall in Calgary for a bit and it was one of the jankiest malls. I swear in all of Calgary. Um, They had this one food court offering that I had never seen anywhere else before. It was called a pocket dog. Now, I don't know if anything springs to mind for you when I say the words pocket dog. So many things. (laughs) So many things. I don't know if then any of them are food related. None of them are related. <laughs> None of them are related. Okay. So imagine taking essentially almost like a baguette. Okay. Okay. Let's say you cut it into half, roughly. You take that baguette, you hollow out the middle. They've got this like hot iron spike essentially in the in their kitchen area. Okay. Yeah, they stick the the half a baguette with the rounded end on it, right? Yep. Down onto the spike, but not enough to pierce that rounded end, the end of the baguette. Okay. And they wiggle it around a bit just to hollow it out a bit. They take it off that. And now they've got this like cavern in the baguette. Yeah. They take a hot dog. They get it on the grill, warm it up for you. And then they start to ask you, a la Subway, what would you like on for your fillings? Right. You know, mustard, ketchup, onions, you know, whatever. Okay, fair enough. There you go. And then once all that's in the cavern, they drop the hot dog in it. That's a pocket dog. So it's... Yeah, exactly, right? It's like, really? <laughs> but that seems like so much more work versus like just slicing a baguette in the middle and having a baguette as part like a baguette, like a toasted buttery baguette with a hot dog in the middle. Mwah, that would be delicious. Like the cavern out a, a loaf of bread 
and squirt a whole bunch of shit into it. <laughs> Sticking a wiener in it. This is just all that's what she said. Um, like, that's one of the most sexual foods I've ever heard about in my life. Here's why it's sneaky, though. You don't have to worry about any type of, say, leakage. Okay. You, you don't have to worry about mustard getting on your shirt. You don't think Every, anything's squirting at the top? Dude, if have you... Down, <laughs> are you mishandling your wiener? I, I, I believe I know how to handle my wiener. <laughs> I believe. And ladies and gentlemen, we have the name of our episode. Uh, <laughs> Hilarious story. Whether, like, <laughs> hilarious story. Okay. And you're going to get a kick out of this. So this All is right. somewhat work-related. So um, I have our, our bods at bodcast.com email on my on my phone. And I have it in my email client on my yep. computer and stuff, too. Not that we, like, we use it for the music club and we sure. for other things. But anyway, um. I was I, I had it I was gonna write an email to one of my customers to ask them about like canceling a meeting. Oh sure. Um, because we had just met like a day before. It's like we still need to have this meeting. I accidentally left bods at bodcast.com as my default composed email address when I'm writing in that new email. So I email her from bods at bodcast.com and I realize it very quickly. Um, like, oh no. <laughs> And I'm like, shit, okay. Um, so I, I write another, I respond back, but this time I respond back through my, my actual, like my, my work email <laughs> and say like, I'm really, hey, I'm like, hey, it's Mike, sorry. Uh, I didn't mean to send you an email to you from this email address. I, I have a podcast with the friend and that's what this email address is. She's super cool. Like it's not a big deal yeah, or anything yeah. like that. <laughs> so anyway, go on her day. And I start thinking, I don't know why I started thinking about this. I'm like, there's like, she could just go to podcast.com. Yeah. This isn't a plug. She could just go to podcast.com. And I'm thinking in my head, there's nothing, there's nothing bad. Like, no, it's just fine. Except for the name of our last episode. Yeah. Welcome to Mike Sex Dad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh god so luckily too if uh, she ever to and go see it she would get a kick out of it like i have no no qualms about it but that uh, gave me like that like just a little bit of a heart palpitation <laughs> thinking like if she went to box like if she, like if they listen to the podcast whatever like who cares it's it is what oh, it is yeah totally but it was just the fact that like i'm thinking the first thing that she's going to see if she decides to look this up is Mike Sexton. <laughs> I love it. Oh my God. Oh, that so is be so careful awesome. with your technology folks. Oh, I love that. The only thing so, worse is like, it, that's almost the equivalent of reply all. That's an equivalent of a reply all or a mistaking unmute. Yeah. I put them right something. up there. That's yeah. like, that would be like being in a in like a, a video meeting or something like that, thinking you're on mute and just letting one rip yeah. and then realizing afterwards you're not muted. Yep. Yep. <laughs> oh god, that's so anyway. 
I thought it was interesting that this week the podcast did actually drift into my professional <laughs> life. And again, uh, nothing bad will come from it. I'm not worried about it, but it did give me pause for a second to think like, I, I have I created enough like separation between work mic and personal mic? I, I don't know. We're going to find out. <laughs> <laughs> God. Oh. I uh I have to tell you, and I don't know if you have any lined up or how many, but we should yeah. probably tell the folks too. The second half of the show, uh, we do have a cash or trash lined up. Woo-woo. And we've got some underrated 80s jams lined up. This I am excited for because I have some beauties. Nice. So maybe what we should do right now is take a break. Yep. And when we come back, we'll jump right into the cash or trash. Mm-hmm. And then we'll spend the rest of the episode talking about some underrated 80s jams. Love it. I think awesome. that's fantastic. All right. So we will be right back. It's time for Cash or Trash. All right. So for this week's Cash or Trash, Mike and I are going to have to tread lightly because this is a product that is not meant for us. Okay. So I'm going to share my screen and you'll see what I mean. Okay. Okay. Uh, So... With this product, the name, I think, is fantastic. I have, I think I know what you're talking about. It is. I had this in my head. Okay. Mike, tell the people what this is. Ladies and gentlemen, we introduce to you the Shiwi. Spelled S-A-K-W-E-E. The Shiwi, which is basically a funnel for you to use to pee outside. So for any of the ladies out there, if you would like the ability to pee standing up on a road trip or just for the sake of doing it, you can purchase the Shiwi on Amazon to do so. And the Shiwi at least on this vendor's page, comes with an extension pipe. And it comes in a variety of colors. It's in 10 colors. I mean, I don't don't know why I thought this is what you were going to talk about, but I'm very impressed with my kinetic ability to understand exactly what you're going to be picking. So it's, it's like, honestly, if I think there are very practical situations for this and I like, and that's not me as the consumer, I would think, I would think like if you're camping or if your car, if you have to go at the side of the road, like it's a, is it more, I, I don't know. Is it more comfortable? I, I, I take exception on this third picture 
with one of the things that it says, which is hygienic and discreet. I find it very hard to believe that this is going to be discreet. I don't think this is discreet at all. Um, and, and, and again, this is without me completely understanding like the makeup of the, of this go, go back. If you, it said something. Yeah. Um, flexible for a better fit. Again, it's not designed for us. We mm. already have this capability. Um, yes. Yeah, see, look, I, I I was talking about some of the practical use cases. And here in this picture, it says camping, gigs, festivals, traffic jams. What the fuck? Seriously, traffic jams. Traveling. I'm pretty sure if you're traveling, because on this picture for traveling, they show a picture of a plane. They you're have a plane. fucking toilets on planes. Yes. You're not she-weeing into a two-liter bottle. <laughs> Skiing, cycling, and climbing. Those, those are very specific activities. Very, very specific activities, I think. Whoa. These are some like hard... They they They're like hardcore pastel Easter colors. <sighs> Celebrating 20 years. And I've heard it, like, I've heard of it. Chiwi Flexi. Like, oh. Oh, that's how. <laughs> There's a diagram. <laughs> that's how it works. Like a cartoon diagram, clip art style diagram of roughly how it works. And I think <laughs> Mike's mind has just been blown. <laughs> now I know why there's an exception. <laughs> <laughs> That is amazing. You get a little wiener. <laughs> like, I don't know what you thought was going to happen, Mike. I just, I didn't know what the, I thought it went straight down. Like, I thought, it, <laughs> I don't, I'm trying to, like, no, I just, I, I, you get the ability to pee standing up like a guy does. Cause you know, so you, down, down with the patriarchy. So like, you could use two hands on this thing. And well, like, yeah, really? and here, look, here's a similar product, and they have a diagram on their on the front of it. <laughs> yeah, very that gives you an idea. One. Stand and pee. <laughs> it's Stand for a traveling pee. woman. Yes. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> I didn't realize that's how you used it. I have so, such a better appreciation. This is this is cash all the way. This is cash, like all the way. This is different colors. Like who doesn't want of like a a a pastel dong? Like <laughs> this is essentially like yeah, just it's twelve seventy five plus free delivery with Prime. Yeah. Now I showed my wife this device earlier today, and after about fifteen seconds of stunned silence. On this picture. Yeah. The first response was. Is that what I think it is? <laughs> and then my, my response back was like, well, what do you think it is? <laughs> and then the response from her was. Disgusting. <laughs> it's. I didn't know that's how you used it. Yeah. 
And what makes me laugh even more generally is if you take a look at some of the, the text over here, it's like, made by Shiwi the original. Don't squat. Stand up and take control and avoid the filthy festival portaloos. Practice you know, makes Practice perfect. makes perfect. Practice in the shower. <laughs> practice pissing in the shower? That's quite the apparatus. Went down uh, a little bit of a rabbit hole. And now we've already decided. You said cash for this, right? I said cash. I'm, I'm undecided. So I, you know, whatever. But then I found this as a fairly similar product. A toilet bucket kit. It's a five-gallon bucket with a toilet seat attached to it. That's pretty genius. Okay, and it's 43 bucks. That's a little pricey. Yeah, you could do this, I'm sure, for a lot cheaper just by yeah, going to Home Depot. Yeah, you could probably just go and find a bucket behind a restaurant, like a grease bucket behind a restaurant. Yeah. Flap a toilet lid on it, and then boom, Bob's your uncle. You got exactly. a portable pooper. I also found this one. Awoken. 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 This one has essentially one of the same ends as the Shiwi. But it goes into what looks like a one, one and a half liter bottle. So, because it's unisex, it's good for men and women. Hmm. See? I, I like how they showed it at a picnic. Yeah, isn't that great? And then lastly, there's this one. Oh, jeez. And you get the four pieces with this. So essentially you get two shiwis, but then you get two of these like tube things that extend like an accordion, or you can collapse them down again. And these have seals on them where you can store the liquids. Look at that. <laughs> the diagrams are so graphic. Fantastic. Oh, look at is is that showing it like putting water into it or taking it yeah out? no putting it in oh it holds almost a liter of water mike now i could see some of the like this device in particular the one that collapses like an accordion and it has a yeah. seal on it i could yeah. see that one being a bit of a lifesaver for somebody that has let's say some medical issues oh for sure listen i like i we laugh in and all of that but i I honestly think there are very practical use cases for this. Yes. Um, and yes, it just. Uh, but for $12.75 for strictly the Shiwi. Yeah. You are a cash. Cash. Would you get one for your wife? M maybe. Okay. So you're not a hardcore cash then. You're cash enough that you would consider it. I would cash. I'm cash enough that I would consider it. Okay. We know where we stand on that device. We pissed away enough time. Let's get into some eighties jams. Let's do it. Nice. So as usual, I think we're going to just go back and forth on this. Now, these are not necessarily, you know, artists that are not well known or songs that aren't well known. They're just artists or songs that we feel are underrated. Yeah. Over that decade. Yep. Um, do you want to go first? I would love to go first. Okay, let's hear one of your tracks. So my first track, I don't think it's a deep cut, but when I think of the 80s, this is one of the first songs that I think about. Okay. Which 
I am sure. Oh, let me just double check that I'm sharing my audio. Oh, no, yeah, good call. Got to make sure you're doing that. All right, here we go. So true, funny how it seems, always in time, but never Classic. in for dreams, head over heels, so good. <laughs> toe to toe, this is the sound of my soul, this is the sound. Honestly, the thing that comes, I mean, you're right. It is one of those classic 80s. Um, but I cannot hear that song without thinking about Steve Buscemi from Wedding Singer. Yeah. Singing that song at the end yeah. of the movie. Oh, my God. There's nothing um, creepier in the world. <laughs> <laughs> Which, I mean, he, fantastic actor. But sure. it is a great song. But I'll be honest, I would say they count as an underrated artist because I can honestly say I don't know any of their other tracks. Neither do I. So I would have to go into a bit of a dive on them and see what else they've got. Now, the 80s, in every, every decade, notorious one-hit wonders. Oh, for sure. And I, but I think the 80s was especially big on the one-hit wonder more than any other decade but yeah i think that's fair and to be honest i'm gonna follow it up now with my first track yep. which is from i would say a band that put out one of the biggest one hit wonders of of the 80s okay but i'm following it up with one of their other tracks which i would say is pretty underrated okay so let me get my screen going here for you you can see what you think you're gonna know the band as soon as i say it yep you're going to know the track. It's Devo. Yep. The original one hit wonder whip, whip it. Sorry. Uh, but this one is a different one. It's called uncontrollable urge. And okay. I think this is right up there. So, I mean, I, I dig it, man. It's one of those things. Like if you didn't listen to any other Devo, just that one hit. Yep. You, you wouldn't know. Yeah. No, right? I, that was, I dig that song, man. 
it's it's pretty and honestly if you go and again do a bit of a dive on them they've got some great tracks but yeah most people only take them for the one that they know but uncontrollable urge is one of those examples of a really underrated track yeah i would agree that like they kind of got that b52 sound yeah i would agree with that and it's that weird vibe between i think you said like during the song almost like that beach type sound yeah um that and a little bit of punk going on at the same time 100 agree but it's so good yeah it is good it's really good all right you ready for my second jam yeah yeah let's hear it we're gonna pump it up a little bit from one of my favorite bands one of the most classic bands from the 80s i was gonna say this is definitely not an underrated band not an underrated band underrated song okay but so van halen unchained all right I mean, how can you not like that? I'm familiar with the track, but only because I dig Van Halen. Right. But I can see how somebody who is not familiar with Van Halen as much as, say, we are, maybe, let's say, somebody that is of a younger generation um, might only be familiar with a few of the main hits from that band. Jump or... Yeah, Panama or something like that, right? Yeah. Um, So I get it. Um, Yeah. I think it's a worthy one to put on the list just because of that reason. Because yeah. realistically, I mean, there are kids right now, it pains me to say this, that don't even know who the Beatles are. I know. I know. And that just is so wrong. I know. But they anyway. like, I think for, I agree. Like, I think there's something special about knowing about the Beatles and just like how instrumental they were to like pop culture and all of that. Um, but for the, that younger generation that might be Nirvana now, that might be Soundgarden, that that's might true. be Bush. Like, like for us, it was the Beatles because that's what our parents went through, but we're the ones that went through the grunge and the hip hop and, and all of that. And so those bands are like classic rock to our kids now. Totally. So it's, it is, it is a shame that it does get lost, but I, I can kind of understand how that happens. Oh, of course. Now my next one is a rock track as well. Okay. Um, it's actually a cover song. Okay. Which is a bit of an odd thing. Obviously the original fantastic, not taking away from this. But this is one of, I would say, the best covers of all time. Okay. So let me get this going again here. Okay. And believe it or not, this was 1989. I'm going to play this for you now. Faith No More covers War Pigs. And I've skipped ahead a bit here. 
Yeah. And black masses, evil minds that plot destruction, of death's construction. In the fields, the bodies burning, as the war machine keeps turning. Death and hatred to mankind. minds oh i mean come on so good <laughs> faith no more i know like i don't know if i ever like they were never like one of my big bands growing up oh i love them and so much i know and i know and i and I, I need to do myself some due diligence to like get into them because I know that they're phenomenal. Like Epic is one of the like the most classic songs ever. And that's really the only song I know by them, which I know is such a shame because they have so many other hits and they're they're a lot heavier and a lot they're a lot heavier than I think people give them credit for. They are, but at the same time, the vocals that are pulled off and some of their other stuff. Like they do a cover of Easy, which is like a classic old school jam. Yeah. And it is so good. Oh, just so underrated. So, yeah, I do think they are underrated as a band in general, but that yeah. cover specifically, that sounded hardcore. Good. I'm going to check out the rest of it. Actually, that... there's, a, there's a great album uh, called Nativity in Black. It's an entire cover album of rock bands covering. Black Sabbath Ooh. tracks and two of the best tracks on there is a live version of war pigs by faith. No more. Yeah. And believe it or not, ugly kid Joe covers nativity in black. And really? they do a fantastic job. Oh, so good. Huh. It's a great album in general, but you should check okay. out that album. Let's take a look at it. Now I almost chose something from this album. That you've did pulled you? up here now. I almost did, but I'm glad to see that you did. Walk me through it. So this is Nirvana Bleach, which I I think like everybody in the world didn't know existed until Nevermind. And really until Nirvana Unplugged, when they played about a girl and Kurt said, this is off our first record. Most people don't own it. Like everyone owned it after. Mm-hmm. Like 100%. Um, it's it's the 80s version of nirvana like it's really it's it's cool like it's kind of a bit of a, it's a little bit of a time warp but you can hear they're they're kind of ahead of their time with their sound and all of that and the sound is different like it's not dave Grohl on the drums um it's a lot heavier it's a lot more like in utero i would say but yeah. this song love buzz i think is a pretty highly covered song I know Dirty Nil recently covered it on their virtual tour that they were doing, and they did an amazing job on it. Um, but this has always been one of my favorite tracks off this album. So without further ado. 
I, I'm going to say this now. Oh, it's it's a great track, but I remember the first time I heard it, the first thing that came to mind for me with that bass line is Primus. Yep. First thing. Yep. Uh, I always yeah. love how like Nirvana being a three-piece band always sounded so much bigger than what they were, and I think it's literally because they let Chris Novoselic, the bass player, like, really have free not let but he just had free reign with how he played yeah totally and it just made every song sound so much more bigger than what it really was oh completely yeah my uh my next one going uh, a little bit of a, a a fork in the road here okay. um not going with rock okay i'm going with something a little bit different uh a little band by the name of the pogues you're probably familiar with the Pogues. They sound familiar, yeah. They've done a bunch of albums and a lot of they've had quite a bit of success. Uh they've had uh they did Fairy Tale in New York, which is one of the biggest Christmas songs of all time. Uh they've had uh, like Dirty Old Town, Love You Till the End, you know, stuff like that. Okay. But I think it was off their third studio album where they really had a lot of their commercial success right. that started to roll in. Uh, there's, I think, an underrated track. Okay. So I'm going to share my screen, play this for you, see what you think. So the track's called Fiesta. Here's the Pogues. Keep in mind, Pogues are an Irish band. That's Fiesta. Wow. That is it's, dynamic. It is different than it what the Pogues like usually like, do. I really care what I'm saying, but I'm just going to say it and say it anyway. Well, and honestly, Shane McGowan, 
um, the lead singer of the Pogues, generally known as one of the ugliest men in rock and roll, um, <laughs> lived a hard life. Like, honestly. I, I'm sure he did. And still alive. I shouldn't say that in the past tense. Um, but he's cleaned up his act. Good so, uh, but my goodness, uh, great album, fantastic band. But I think that's one of the underrated tracks from that album. Got it. Got it. Yeah, no, not bad. It, I, I get the spirit of it. It's different than what you would expect from an Irish band. Yeah, I think that's a good way of putting it. That's a good way yeah. of putting it. Now I see what's on. One? Yeah, I was gonna say I see what's on my next on the screen here for your next one. I like where this is headed. So this is like nostalgic as hell for me because I can vividly remember my dad having this cassette tape. So this is Huey Lewis in the News, The Heart of Rock and Roll, off the album Sports, which is like that iconic cover of them basically at a sports bar. Like yep. it screams the '80s. It screams Back to the Future. Because they were so like Huey Lewis was so intertwined with Back to the Future. Oh hell yeah! Um, but this song is just—it's an absolute banger. Oh totally. How can you not love that? Huey Lewis also looks like he's 40 years old already in this. Oh God, yeah. Like he looked like an he looked like an old man before he was an old man. Cause he's got to probably be in his what mid-20s? I'm pretty 30s? sure he was born smoking like three packs a day. Oh. Oh. And just yeah, like, and they've they're trying to go for the whole sports bar vibe with like their first. I don't know, I don't think this was their first album. Um, but man. if you want, if you want a, a good movie to watch, well, I guess good is relative. If you want a movie to watch with Huey Lewis in it, there's a film that came out a few years ago called Duets. Okay, give that one a watch. It's a movie about the karaoke scene, and Huey Lewis plays one of the characters in the movie. Okay, it's not bad. Okay, uh, my next one is again going to be another left field one. But um, there's a bit of a backstory here. I'll be real quick, but went to a company Christmas party uh, for a company that my dad worked for one year. And for all the kids, they had uh, Santa show up and they had, you know, wrapped presents, right? They just had them separated by boys and girls. And you just picked one from the bag. Yep. That was it. So I picked one and I got a cassette and the cassette I got was this artist. And Thank God my parents didn't notice who it was because there was no reason I should have been listening to this. Okay. 
at the age that I was. Okay. The artist is called the Fat Boys. The Fat Boys. Okay. A group of three rappers. They are one of the first rap groups to work beatboxing into their rapping. Okay. Uh, this was, and it led to other artists doing the same, say like Biz Marquee and the other bigger rappers that would come down the line. Okay. So, so they were kind of a precursor to that. Now, the Fat Boys on this album have uh, a track called Protect Yourself. Now, Protect Yourself is kind of like a precursor to Salt and Peppa's uh, Let's Talk About Sex. Yes. And this is years previous, like prior to it. Like, so it's talking about, you know, safe sex, all that other stuff, which again, for my age, woof, right over my head. Sure. But the second half of the song, is called My Nuts. Oh, I think I know this song. So I'm playing the second half of the song for you. Okay. I think I know this song. I had this cassette. Here you go. Yeah. Yo, let's get stupid, y'all. Yo, old boy, you seen him? See, fool. My nuts, man. Who you think? Oh, oh. oh forget it, forget it. Here they come now. My nuts, my nuts, my nuts. They go, my nuts. What up, my nuts, my nuts, my nuts. There, my nuts. <laughs> Yo, me and my nuts are a real death freak. They don't do nothing else but hang with me. We're a real good team on the football field. And if my nuts has trouble, Yo, he gets ill. We're real close friends, as you can see. And it just keeps going. There's like another two minutes of this. I, I feel like this song was in the history hip hop documentary that Chad hosts on Netflix. It might be. I think this song was on there because I think it sounds super familiar because it was such like a like, holy shit, you can't say that type yeah. song. Um, but that's the. Like, my nuts, like, so angry about their nuts. So yeah. angry. So angry. But I had that album, and I listened to it on repeat. And, and how old were you? Oh, I would have been, I don't know, maybe nine years old. Yeah, that's probably a little too young for little, that. A little young for that. Especially as an 80, like, in the 80s. Yeah. Like, it was a much more conservative era. Oh, totally. Um. It was interesting, but I had to throw it in there because the fact that, you know, they were a precursor to having beatboxing included, yep. uh, or one of the pioneers, I should say, to having beatboxing including in rap. For sure. I had to throw it in there. For sure. Now, we're on your last one now. This is it. This nice. is the last, the last jam. And okay. I'm going kind of the same route as Nirvana. This is, a, I think, another one of those bands that you don't realize started in... I think, well, a lot of the bands that we like from the early 90s started in the 80s. They just didn't really get the notoriety until the 90s. But yeah. this band uh, got the notoriety in the 90s. And seriously, if you listen to the song today, it sounds like a song that could have come out today. Um, that's how far ahead of their time I think that they've always been. But this is Nine Inch Nails from the album Pretty Hate Machine. 
terrible lie. Okay. Why are you doing this to me? Am I not living up to what I'm supposed to be? Why am I seething with this animosity? I think you owe me a great big apology. Honestly, if I had heard that on the radio, I would have assumed that was a new track. 1989. Holy crap. Like, honestly, I I, I honestly don't think Trent Reznor gets enough credit for the sound he crafted. Yeah, that's crazy. He he took the synth and the pop sound and all of that stuff from the 80s, like all the keyboard sounds and all that, and just put it on a completely different level. I honestly, I, I mean, I know some of their tracks. I know some of the bigger hits, but I've never done a big enough dive on Nine Inch Nails to say yeah. that I'm a fan. Yeah. Um, but I might have to because that was just, like you said, they could have plucked that out of thin air and just put it on the radio today and I would not know any better. Because nope. that's exactly how I remember them in yep. the 90s. Yep. No different. That, that is like, crazy. Like, again, like that, I just, I just... Drent Reznor, like he's just he's a brilliant he's a brilliant composer that's what it that's what it comes down to and i hope he gets recognized for it like i'm not a huge nine inch nails guy like i i do like their songs like yeah but i'm not like really into that type of i'm just not into the, the industrial i get it of metal music whatever yeah but i respect the hell out of it because like he literally made like it's him like nine inch nails is him He's totally. not just singing. Like he literally writes and produces every single song and then gets a band to play with them. That's what Nine Inch Nails is. Like it's insane. Absolutely insane. Well, I mean, I'm not gonna argue with you there. It is super impressive. Um my last one is underrated, I think, because of the band. Okay. I think everyone and their dog knows this track, but I threw it in here because of the band themselves. I don't think the band gets enough respect. And I think everyone needs to do a bit of a deeper dive on the band. And I guarantee you, you know this song. Okay. You want, I'd be willing to put money on it that you know this song. Let's put another AliExpress order on it. Here's what I'm, here's what I'm, I want you to do. Okay. Okay. Because I'm going to share my screen right away. I need you to close your eyes. Okay. And just listen and react verbally when the song kicks in. Okay. Okay. Yep. So give me a moment. I'm going to share my screen. Starting to share now. Okay. Keep your eyes closed. I'm going to hit play. Oh, living color. Oh, that riff is just. Whoa, I hit my microphone. Oh, my eyes. Like, what oh. do you see? 
such a good song. I mean, I'm tempted to let it play out, but that band is so underrated. So oh underrated. my god! So I had to put them in there. Yeah, I mean, such like it's just that riff is so. I put that. I would actually put that riff up there with Rusty Cage. Oh so yeah. When you think of like when you think of that album, like that beginning riff to Rusty Cage is like holy shit like this riff to this song it's like it literally carries the entire song and it doesn't get tiring it makes like it's just oh anyway great song great band perfect pick yeah Yeah, great perfect last pick honestly i think we each had some really awesome picks on there so and i'd be interested to see what some of the folks had out there for some 80s jams too so uh, that's i think the that's the fun with the 80s and it's going to be the fun with the 90s too it's like oh the 90s are going to get so weird different spectrums like we didn't even touch on like empty hammer or vanilla ice or new kids on the block we didn't touch on any pop stuff no i don't think set. um just but there's so much more to explore from the 80s that we could probably do um, but the 90s are going to get weird i'm telling you right now super weird Fuck yeah! Because so much, like I, I don't know about you, but like so many of us came into our own with music in the '90s. I found. Yep, it's going to be interesting. Um, before we wrap up the show, uh, just a couple things to remind the people of: the Secret Path is the this month's selection for the podcast listening club. So if you want to take part, listen to the album. Shoot us an email at Mike's work email address: pods at podcast.com. <laughs> <Apparently>. <laughs> um also you can drop us a line on social media facebook twitter whatever the case may be uh one other reminder uh because mike mentioned it earlier mike is addicted now to aliexpress we're going to be talking more about that on the next episode yeah because mike has a full-on i think addiction now to aliexpress because of what we have done i don't want to say i'm on there every day but i'm on there every day this is going to be an interesting conversation next week. Um, I will. There's, it's I, I have a very different appreciation for it now. Anyway, we'll talk about it next week. I will tell you, as we wrap up the show, I think at least two of your items are now in the country. I think one of yours is in the country. Okay, like the one of one. What do you mean? Well, because no, you, you only ordered me one. Things. I thought you only ordered me one. No, I got you five different things. You told me you ordered me one, you bastard. Okay. <laughs> I got you at least five. Okay. Well, there's, yeah, I think at least two of yours are on the way. We'll they are to, in the country. We'll have to figure out, like, because this, is, and we'll talk about this with AliExpress, is that, yeah. like, the shipping is weird. Ship, like, the shit is dirt cheap. Yeah. 
but the shipping is weird and you ha- you're going to have to wait months for it. So like, oh, we're probably going to be opening these things up until the end of the year. Oh, Christmas. <laughs> you're going to get them. Guaranteed. Anyway, that's it for this week's episode. We've kept you guys long enough. Everyone stay safe, stay healthy. And if you want to reach out to us, you know how to do so. Mike, any parting words for the folks? Enjoy if you're going through a reopening. Enjoy it. Continue to stay safe. Uh, but bright lights and or the shining light is coming around the corner that we're starting to move through this. So keep trucking. Well, that was kind of awkward, but okay. There you go. <laughs> Have a good week, everyone. Later, bots.